Welcome to Content Breaker. Featuring Static Dreads, Kaiju Kells, Strangely Entertaining, and Zogbert. Today's episode is Interstellar 4-5. Interstellar 4-5. Alright, uh, here we go for Interstellar 4-5. 5 5 Nope, it's 4-5. What? What? Yeah, this is another secret. Anyways, anyways, let me enter this shit, <laughs> and I will blow your mind. Here we go. Welcome to Content Breaker. He's Kai, I'm Kells. We're, of course, joined by Strangely Entertaining and Bow Before Zog. This week, we're discussing Interstellar 4-5, the story of the secret star system. Boy, howdy, gentlemen. I'm excited. First off, <laughs> how y'all doing? I'm frazzled because I didn't know it was Interstellar 4-5. I thought it was Interstellar 5-5-5. Five, five, five. My whole life is a lie. I'm well, happy because 4-5 sa- not only sounds better, it's easier to say. <laughs> yeah, And it's a music thing because it's a 45 RPM. Oh my god, I'm a fucking music nerd. Let's oh, go. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. <laughs> Yay, band. Woohoo. Music. The One of the universal languages, huh? Bingo. And oh my God, yes, it is. So, Interstellar 4 5, the story of the Secret Star System, is an anime feature length film that is entirely the soundtrack from Daft Punk's sophomore album, Discovery. It's every track back to back to back with blue aliens. And oh my god, if this isn't the weirdest, greatest team-up of all time. You have French house electronica band. You have Japanese production stars combining to make an hour and a half adventure of literally just Daft Punk set to anime. What's your opinion, gentlemen? I need to inject it into my veins to sustain my life force. <laughs> true vibes, true vibes. I was gonna say, can we, uh, can we get like, uh, can all the bands and stuff get little anime adaptations like this? That'd be cool. That's my opinion. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I have a lot to say, like, about this. Like, all good things, though. So, one of my favorite things about this is its art style. Of this whole like hour plus like hour and some change like experience because that's the only thing I can call that I can't call it a music video I can't really call it an anime it's like an experience honestly um, my favorite thing is that it resembles the '90s anime Cyborg 009's art style which I love wholeheartedly that's one of my favorites like and I feel mm-hmm. like it's just because of the art style like not this but like. I feel, oh no, Cyborg 009 was good in his own. I feel like the art style might have propelled it forward because I feel like the 90s art style was like one of the best. Like, don't get me wrong. I love like the Ufotable and the like Madhouse and all the other stuff people are doing nowadays. It looks really cool. Studio Bone, shout out. But like that old 90s aesthetic is so good. No, there's definitely something about it. I definitely know what you're talking about. I'm going to rock your world in just a moment. Okay. Uh, 
strange. I've, Hit me with more of your opinion. Uh, I thought it was a very interesting, fun time. Uh, I don't really have a whole lot to say about it. Which is fine. Than, yeah. Which, you know, I followed my, okay, you know, basic plot. That's fun. Uh, the colors are cool. And the, uh, you know the musical choices obviously i was like okay okay i recognize like one or two of these I'm not really a huge daft punk person myself i'm sure i would have picked up more uh if i was but uh you know other than that eh, i don't really have much to say about it zog how you feel about this uh i really liked it honestly it there were a couple things where i was like this is interesting like when I cannot remember the name to all the songs, if I'm being honest. Uh, it's an that, entire album, so like, yeah. g- good luck. <laughs> uh, I think it's called Night Vision, the one where they're driving off. Driving, yeah. Uh, this starts off with them driving a night, and it goes to the, to the uh, funeral. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The first part of that fit perfectly well. It was flowed very well into the mood and everything. But the moment they started doing the funeral, the music kind of picked up a little bit, and I was like, "It's not bad, but I don't, I don't know if this actually matches the way I'm supposed to feel." Uh, but besides that, I, I like these like artistic style things where you don't normally see just the music and the visuals telling the story. There's no dialogue or anything, and yeah, I really liked it. <laughs> Like, yeah, what a like it feels almost like a silent film just because, yeah, just because there is no dialogue or no dialogue that we can hear. We see mouth movements, but like that's not conveyed to the listener or the viewer, and that's kind of how it was back in the silent film days. In the silent movie days, you had a pianist in the theater playing along a soundtrack to the film. So it wasn't totally quiet, but you didn't have any dialogue that you could audibly hear, which is kind of interesting. It's kind of weird, especially in the year 2003. This was released back in 2003. And Kai, to your point, yes, it does have the kind... It's in a weird limbo zone, okay? Because it was produced between 2000 and 2003 when it finally got released. But the art style is totally from the space operas of the 1970s and 80s. So let me regale you with kind of the history of this production. Okay, so you got Daft Punk. Daft Punk is the French duo making house and other sorts of electronica music i love that punk they are (laughs) the greatest right always doing something different and this anime movie is based off their second album they released a homework to tell the rock kids that it's okay to listen to electronic music and then they turn around and release discovery to tell the electronic kids that it's okay to listen to rock music. It is cool. Music yes. is great. Like, but then it wind go go say something. Are you good? You good? But then it winds up that 
they were thinking about doing some kind of movie because you get in this place on your sophomore album where you think you're big shit. Imagine if Drake on Take Care turned around and had, I don't know, Spike Lee make a movie about his like sophomore album. That'd be kind of wild. I'm not going to lie. Like, I would love to see. I mean, like Strange said earlier, though, I would love for this to be more of a thing. Um, I couldn't see. The Weeknd actually did this, though, like with Snowchild off his last album. Like, it made like a whole like 10 minute thing to the song. And I think he did others, too. So, like, shout out to The Weeknd. But I definitely, that's the only one I can really see doing something like that. I can see like other people kind of. But the weekend's the only person since he did do it, the only person I can like see doing it. But and I mean like adapting like an album into a a film experience. Like we look at Kanye West uh Kanye West's uh My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. He has a whole ass video that like you do not know what the fuck is going on, but you're intrigued as you listen to like each cut from the album shown in front of you like yeah which is hilarious that you brought up kanye west because i was actually on one of my notes for this is that kanye west is heavily influenced by this album and like he will always say it like he even had his um didn't he remix uh faster stronger yeah harder better faster stronger he literally remixed and then like gave that video the anime vibe as well to like that was like kind of a Kira like anime vibe because Kanye West is also like obsessed with anime. Just fun fact. Um, well, not obsessed, but fan of anime. So, yeah, it was really cool to see like, and then a lot of these other songs I believe are sample as well. Like, I'm pretty sure that um, their crescendos or crescendals has been sampled in something else, and I know High Life has, um, and definitely Voyager. Like these songs are still sampled to this day because they are undoubtedly masterpieces definitely so you've got this french duo making electronic music which just happens to turn out to be one of the most wild and greatest electronic music duos of all time and they're everywhere they literally show up at everything it's funny and they want to make their second album some kind of movie they think live action but live action doesn't really pan out And then they turn to animation. They start looking at all of the different kinds of animation they could do. But of course, as we are, they were influenced of anime in the 1970s. Among those being, um, let me find what the, what is the Galactica one? The Interstellar? Um, No, it's uh, Leiji's Matsumoto's um, Captain... Harlock, one ah. of his space operas. He was in the right place in time, mm. Matsumoto. Where so we've mm. got in my mind, I think of him as the Hayao Miyazaki of space operas. He looks like him, and he's in that kind of zone for this film, where he is the old ancient guru of seventies anime style that you look towards when you want this kind of look. And he was brought on as artistic coordinator. You know, I want this to look a certain type of way. And that's what he did. He was guiding this whole production to look 
the way the 1970s and 1980s space operas look. That is an iconic thing that really not a lot of other anime genres have, both in terms of art style and storytelling. But like he is probably the king of it. You know, and it was cool to see him be brought on. Now that you have like mentioned the 70s art style, like I keep seeing like, you know, um, what is it called? Uh, oh, Lord. Um, roses of Versailles. Like I keep seeing the yes. roses of Versailles like in my head. And I also see like Lupin the third and like all these other like animes that I love that came out in the 70s. And I don't know if you already mentioned um, like Spaceship Battle. Like battle space battleship oh. Yamato, I think it is. Yeah, space battleship yes. Yamato. Oh my god, that was Bro. my jam. He so this man, Mister Leiji Matsumoto, was involved in space battleship Yamato. We're going off on a tangent here, boys. But <laughs> yeah, I want to tell good you, stuff. it's good stuff. <laughs> I want to tell you. All right, so let me regale you with the history. Right, so right. back in All World right. War Two. Japan made a battleship and it's the biggest battleship ever, like ever, ever. And that battleship was class Yamato. There was three of them made and one of them was converted into an aircraft carrier. So you take that, you turn around 1974, 1975, you make an anime space battleship Yamato, this big motherfucker, but not in the water. Uh, uh-uh, not today. We're in space. And that's an anime. <laughs> and it's good. And this man, and that this man, Mr. Leiji Matsumoto, is involved in the production of that. And production of the manga. He's a mangaka. Mm. And boy, howdy, these gentlemen here were, were influenced by Matsumoto's art stylings. So when they turn around and they want to make their own anime, boom, they bring him in as art director as art supervisor which was 100 percent the right choice yeah no it's and that's why that's why i feel like this is so reminiscent of like a good time because like i feel like i know i said like the 90s style but i really feel like it's that whole combination of just like the early gritty when people weren't afraid to like have like gritty chalky animation like i feel like that adds Where like they a layer actually of had depth. like painted cells and everything instead of yeah do it on computers like i love that and i love those like space has always been so interesting to me like i'm a huge star wars nerd and i also love star trek like and even space balls respect so like just seeing this <laughs> interstellar four or five like story and like being brought together also like screw the human race like we always got to do something. Like, granted, it was a cult at the end. Spoilers. Um, so I guess it that was. was a, I, I was actually it, laughing. I was like, oh, <laughs> he's got an evil book and he's going to evilly use his golden. Yeah. <laughs> and every and all the other humans, as soon as they found out they were aliens, were just like, oh, so we get these guys home, right? Yeah. I was a little confused with like the whole thing of like, was that, or all those other aliens, like the beast people, like, is that what that was supposed to be? That they were aliens in disguise? Um, Define other aliens. Like when we find out. So we're going to have to go over the plot shortly. But let's answer yeah. this question. Okay. Um, the question is, like, at, at a certain point, we see a bunch of different kind of aliens. 
And your question is about like the different kind of aliens. No, I mean, like, were they, what was going on with that? <laughs> In my mind, I mean, I almost think of it as like, okay, this evil force found other planets with other musical aliens and like brought yeah. down their souls. Cause like in the blue man world, we only see blue mans. So, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I honestly just saw it as the evil music producer guy. Uh, he's like a vandal savage kind of thing. He's immortal and he's just traveling the stars, stealing these uh, great musicians from uh, their home planets or whatever and making them uh, hit our history's greatest musicians <laughs> until he can get all the records he needs to do his weird cultish thing and take over the world. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. I was just kind of like curious. because It was like, that's what I thought, but I'm like, maybe I'm missing something. Like, are they going back home too? Cause it was like totally at the end where it's like, they were well, in that one machine. We, we also see them get thrown into a pit. So pretty sure yeah. they're already dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or we all used up. So that's kind of an allegory for the music business and like yeah. the, the, the business end of the in- industry. We're going to use up all your talent and, you know, s- like squeeze you dry. Yeah. The euphemism. The euphemism. <laughs> yeah. Euphemisms. Yeah. Euphemisms and everything that were in this, like, uh, so good. Like, just like the whole. Oh my god! Like when we get into the plot, I'll talk about it more. But like, I got a lot to say about that as well. So like, let's do that. Let's do that. So we we open the show, and we've got this blue man group. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> no, we got four blue mans yes. hanging out on stage, rocking and rolling. Blue people. And there's a female rolling, present. Yes, on a bass, and she's like the female vocalist. She's wife. And uh, this show, yeah, yes, of the show, yes. <laughs> and they're rocking and rolling and showing that it's okay to like like rock and roll as a BDM lover and an alien, I guess. But tragically, they're so popular that these hoes on Space Patrol don't pay attention and then get the fucking world's greatest pop band abducted by other aliens. Good job, everybody. We did it. <laughs> we did. All to a soundtrack. All to the <laughs> <laughs> they God, never missed next? a beat. So after everybody's distracted and the guard is down and they're like, oh, okay, yeah, we vibing out. You know, nothing ever happens on patrol. It's like the people who look like they belong in He-Man, like, you know, the little scouter people who show up um, and they got their mask and everything. And they're like, guess what? Colonialization, biatch. And then they, then they attack all the blue people and like with like some cool technology, like some weird puffy arrow dart stuff that makes them go to sleep. And then they like take and steal all of the musicians. The culture. All, yeah. All the culture. Just suck it right out with a vacuum. Um, and they take them and they export them back, which we see is Earth. So they get taken back to Earth. 
And we see like Ludwig von Pimp Butt, who's like kind of a shadowy figure. Um, like in official this- name, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, yeah, we got him. Beam me up. Like, so he goes up into the spaceship and they take off. And then we see home dude whose name I believe is Sep. Or something, however you pronounce it. Well, I, I thought Ship. they had to press the special uh, space guitar button. Oh, yeah, they pressed the special guitar sends out button. The space guitar. <laughs> oh, so. my God, man. I am so angry at the fucking space guitar, man. <laughs> I'm like, you had me going until you whipped out the whole ass space guitar. Space guitar. <laughs> yeah. So they got space guitared two that we now know is ERF. Um, however, they said it in Lilo and Stitch. Um, so they show up. And they're like, yeah. And the step dude is like, yo, what happened? I was on, I don't know what he was doing. But I was so on, he got crash landed on Earth. That's what happened. Yeah. I mean, he before not, that, he like could, where he, he, could, he couldn't fly the space guitar. He didn't know how to control it. Yeah. No, I mean, oh, like no. before, like while he wasn't on the planet, I don't know what he was doing. He was no, cold he was, chilling his space yeah, he was cleaning, vibing, man. Yeah. cleaning up his space guitar, man. He was, he can't let he was that, listening. Like, yeah, he was cleaning out his ship and listening to their last song because he's a fanboy. Yeah. What I, was he doing before that? Who fucking knows? But like we see him clean polishing his space guitar and jamming to our abducted. I could have yeah, sworn that he was actually a part of the band at one point. Was he not? Or did I nope. just read into that? Nope. No, he was not. Oh, he okay, was cool. never a part of the band. He's he just was like, like, he was like part of the he's just a really, really big fan. Oh, okay, blue well, people aren't the same, strange. No, I was just, I don't know, something happened. You were just happened. what? I'm just kidding. I'm I, couldn't, I couldn't remember, maybe because he had a guitar. Just because he, he like, looked oh, like baby. the other guitarist in the band doesn't mean anything. Wow, <laughs> strange. Wow. I thought I thought you were different. Um, oh but and you liked Eiffel 65, man. Come on. <laughs> Why don't you just get in your space guitar and go? I'm just, but anyway, space guitar. <laughs> so yeah, they get sucked up, and Step goes to go find them. Which is he's like the G, honestly. Like man, he really poor. what? Poor Step. Oh, I, I thought, thought you were gonna say pour one out. I was like, all right. I thought you I said something completely different. <laughs> but um, so yeah, homie goes and he's like, I gotta go save like my wife. Or whoever. I don't know if there's even any romantic relationship. I feel like there is because of like the hollow projection diamond that came out of his body later. So, yeah. But anyway, um, homeboy is like, yo, I got to get there. So he's on his way there, gets the coordinates. And then we see like this whole deprogramming of our group, which I can only. Do we even have a band name? Is it Interstellar 4 or 5? Is that the band name? No, they, they wind up being called The Crescendals, which is a song off the album. Yeah. So the Crescendals are going through this whole process of like, um, what do you call it? Like Programming. They, yeah, but it's like something like when you're brainwashed. Um, Literally brainwashed. They, yeah. So brainwashed, they were programming, grooming, whatever you want to call appropriation. it. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> which which was them being abducted and put into Earth, but like they weren't any anyways. Uh, but no, totally like reprogram, brainwashed are totally valid verbs for this. Yeah. Um. 
because they were converted from blue alien people to suddenly not blue alien people to entertain and dance at the discretion and joy of not themselves. Which is such like a crazy, like, I feel like this is where one of the biggest euphemism comes for me. Like how I feel like the music industry and just like culture as well will like take from another culture and then indoctrinate it as their own, but not give like that respect to that culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like this, With, I don't know yeah. if I'm reading too much into that, but no, like. I, I think that that is certainly a valid part of like modern musical history. Um, uh, I don't know. So the question so, really comes is how large of an impact does it play between the French experience and the Japanese experience, which I don't know, but certainly like that's a conversation they're all having. Like that's the, the kind of con- like point of all of this animation is like the music industry takes and then squeezes for money. They yes. basically put a put coat of paint over you saying, you're going to be what we want you to be. And if you fail, it's your fault. <laughs> yeah. Yep. If you succeed, we did it. If not, you're the reason we failed. And yeah. I really, it really kind of goes to show you with uh, the subtle facial uh, features in the later songs how they all just seem tired and yeah, just like dead. they have no yeah they have no spirit they're all just like dead inside and you're I really stay here to sign all these albums that you're gonna like <laughs> and I really liked how you know everybody wasn't coherently evil in this like business like in this industry like the guy who I think is like the music producer or whoever he was like the orange haired dude he seemed genuinely like excited and he didn't know what was going on and once he found out what was going on he's like nah we can't, we can't rock with this like everyone except for earl the darkwood was yeah. kind of cold chilling just enjoying music yeah. earl the darkwood was actually fucking evil he's like yeah. yes i will have an entire elaborate space station to where i convert aliens into people <laughs> it's like yes oh you don't no, <laughs> of course not. Lame. Um, yeah, that's that's not normal. I keep mine in the backyard. I keep mine a lot of it. But yeah, so like Ooh. we move on from that to see them being programmed and everything, and then being put out by Earl the Darkwood, the bushbag, and he's like, "Yeah, look at my shiny toys." And he pushes them out and they all perform and they just look so dead inside. Like they are dead inside. It's not like what messes me up the most. Well, not really messes me up. Is he like overrides all their memories and everything and like portrays their lives, but like makes them in his image. Like this is who you always were. I'm not doing anything bad. I am portraying like you as you are now. And I thought it was very like deep and profound. And so they're like out here performing the concert and then Steb shows up. He's like, yo, I got a glider. Um, Space Batman. Woop woop. Man, this man, before this, he crash land on Earth. Still a blue man in his guitar spaceship. And he's hiding out in the slums, trying to avoid being noticed. But he sees that the Christian dolls are a hit in the human world, too. And he's like, my love. I have to save them. So then, boom, he goes to the concert. He's like, I will save you. And he whips out his, like, decombobulation beam and breaks the spell on everyone except 
our basis. Yeah. Like, which is really real because I'm like, why did he pause? Like, why did you pause, my guy? Like, I don't know if it was just like that initial shock of seeing his love or like if he never saw them before and he was just a fanboy. And he's like, oh, wow, this is like my idol. Like, this is the girl I've been in love with. If it was that like immediate shock. I don't know what it was. And I like how that's kind of like open to interpretation. I feel like a little bit. So I think the dramatic pause, in, in my take, the dramatic pause was more dramatic than it was like reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like a time, like a pause for us. By the time the boss noticed like all of the others getting zapped. Yeah. Like I he think, jumped in. But I think like it the was timing. A, go ahead. Go ahead. I think it was just like an audience thing so that. We could see everything catching up and all the things happening at the same time. Yeah, like I don't feel like he paused. I feel like he didn't have the opportunity yeah. to like get her because she was the last of them. Yeah. That gotcha. being said, I do think that was the first time he actually saw her in person. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. So, homie, yeah, he goes, he can't save them. So he's like, I can save what I save. Like, let's go. So he gets um, Barrel, Octave, and Arpeggios, or however you pronounce his name. And they head out, and they're running through the sewer and all this. And, like, basically, I feel like Earl Darkwood is just like, whatever. So then they go to, like, the award show because it's like, hey, you know, we're nominated. Like, this is still the most important thing. Well, time out right quick. When they're leaving this concert, they jump in a production van and are driving away. Oh, yeah, 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 in the robot. And our boy, Steph, gets fucking shot. And our blue crew has no idea how to treat somebody being shot. So then they turn around. They find a warehouse. They put Steph up. And they go to save Stella, our bassist. The only one still being controlled. Yeah. But shit ain't looking good for Steph. No, for real. So, um, yeah, Step gets shot. He's chilling out. Well, dying out. And the rest of the group is like, yo, we got to go, like, save Homegirl, like you said. So they go to the award show. And it's cool because at the award show, you see a cameo of um, Guy Manuel and Thomas Banalter. Basically, the two. You see Daft Punk is there. Yes. (laughs) And you're like, and they're nominated, too. They're not just there. They're nominated for album of the year. So I'm Bro, like, they pay four million for this shit. You better believe they're nominated. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so they're nominated, and you know they don't win. The um, the group formerly known as the Christian Dolls, who I guess are still known as the Christian Dolls, win. And Stella goes up. It's like yeah, like first you see Darkwood. It's like yay, and then the producer dude who's nameless is like yeah, we did it. Everybody's happy. And they're going to be on the board. And then, like, our guys are like, nah, like, you thought. So they show up. They save Homegirl. And then deprogramize, deprogram Homegirl. And they head back to the warehouse where she sees Seb for the first time. And I can only assume it's the first time. She's like, oh, you're a savior. And then this weird thing happens where it's like he's, like, staring at her. And they like hold hands and then they break into the song. I believe it's um, Love, Digital Love, I believe, is the one that gets broken in. Correct? Uh, I think it's something about us. Because okay. I'm yeah, pretty sure that, they play it in right. order and Digital Love's the third one. 
Okay, yeah, at least, something on, about at us. least on this list that I am now looking at. Yeah, something something about us sounds right in terms of this show. Yeah. Anyway, it's a love um, song. <laughs> it yeah. is a love song. And totally, it's one of those alien adventures where none of this has to make sense. We're just gonna go have an experience. As we all yeah. should. And it's a it's a really good experience. It's a great scene of like them having a good time floating and flying around and then we come back and this motherfucker's dead and he's given this kind of like diorama to her and it's them as the band as blue people called chilling hanging out playing music and it's like our boy our boy just died in a warehouse on a foreign planet yeah on a dirty ass mattress <laughs> And I don't Fuck even you think do. he gets buried, does he? He does. He does. No, that's they, they take him to that tree. Remember? Yeah, that's what which I was saying weird. about oh, the yeah, yeah. next, the next song, um, which Voyager? would be Voyager. Oh, yeah, okay. I think it's Voyager. That's the one where, yeah, that was the song I was talking about earlier. I had the wrong one. Where they're driving off at night sounds perfect for that. But then you get to the actual like funeral where they're burying him, and the music doesn't. It doesn't really fit. Uh, what's yeah. going on in my brain like something's a little off until you actually see his ghost rising up and floating back up into the stars now I want to take a moment and talk about throughout this whole movie there is one thing that is kind of missing for um, uh, for a cinematic experience you're kind of missing out on some of the ambient sound effects now there later on there are sound effects to the show there are tire screeching and other crazy stuff that make it fit with what you were looking at but throughout like at least the first third maybe the first half of this movie you are really missing a lot of the ambient sound effects that make what you were seeing fit with what you were hearing in your mind yeah. That was definitely something I noticed. Uh it's almost like, like they well, wanted yeah. it's almost like they wanted the music to be that ambient sound effects, but didn't always fit. Yeah. Yeah. Um it and it's kind of is what it is, you know. Um I don't know if adding the sound effects would make it better, but it certainly would make it more cohesive in in my mind. That like yeah. what I'm seeing is happening Present- along with the background track. Yeah, presentation wise, it would probably make it a little cohesive and presentable, but I honestly don't think it would actually fit what they're going for. Like with just the music and the visuals being the thing telling the story. Damn. Yeah. What were you saying, Strange? Oh no, that was it. That was just like no, that was definitely something I noticed was like there wasn't really a whole lot of like sound effects. It was more, which I'm like, you know, they just want me to listen to the music. I understand that, but uh, definitely maybe a little more could have been added. But then like in the middle of the movie, I I started noticing the sound effects, and I was like, well, now that's just jarring because this whole time there's been no sound effects or anything. Yeah, suddenly they peel out in the van, and you're like, holy shit! Yeah, I was like, oh, oh it's van sound effects. Hello. <laughs> Um, Honestly, when I heard that, I was just like, should I go listen to the album? Was this in the song? No. Because I thought it was. (laughs) (laughs) 
The bells from earlier, yes, those are in the song. The the tire screeching, no, that's not in the in the album. <laughs> it threw me off so much. <laughs> but we got this dead body that we are now traveling with. We now bury him, and then we see him go off and like ascend from the grave, which is an adventure. And now we have to go track down our big bad. Yes, we gotta go find Douchey McButtface. Earl, who <laughs> is like, yeah, in that order, <laughs> I'll just like, you know, they think they could stop me. And this is when we find out, you know, he has a whole team, like all of Goat Records is made up of aliens because this guy's like an alien slave trader that he apparently aliens are just instinctively better at music than humans in this universe. Surprise, apparently. Yeah, um, not surprised. So not surprised. they go and they're like, yo, we got to infiltrate this place, which they send. um the pianist to do, I believe, yeah. They send the pianist to go infiltrate the place, but the guards are like, surprise, we got you. And they like knock him out. And maybe it's just me, but I saw that C on the old um the old cleaning man, and I'm like, so this is where um Chance the Rapper got his hat. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just too big of a weeaboo. That's not the real answer. It's fucking Chicago. Probably. But like, still, maybe. Maybe. You could be right. Like, I agree. Um, Who knows? Yeah. So they go in there. Um, the whole group is there, by the way. Because they're like, yeah, we got to liberate and slash, like, get our way out of here. Like, they devise a plan. So they infiltrate Earl Manor. And our buddy Arpeggius, I believe, um, kind of gets taken out. I thought he was dead. I'm not going to lie. I'm just like, he's just killing people off like flies at this point. Um, but yeah, so he didn't get it. And he got kind of like knocked out. And the music producer dude, I believe, is like, yeah, what is going on? Like, why? Okay. But, huh? Let, let's run this back. So we infiltrate Dark Manor. Yes. We take the van to beat up the bad guy. We throw the bad guy and his cult into the river of fire because that's a thing apparently because, because this mansion was built on a volcano i guess because <laughs> just oh yeah i overread that part of my brain my i bad. mean don't you want to eh. build the mansion on a volcano no yes, but i don't know where i can find one that's a problem <laughs> no i'm not interested in blowing up in a river of lava so we grab his necronomicon now that he's dead quote unquote and we go off to find our memory discs. So we go to the master records location. We have to steal back our master record. At yeah. which point. Then a keyboardist dude breaks in, gets the memories back. That's when. He Mr. gets tased and turned back blue. Because that's how that works. Yeah. I guess you just needed a bit of electricity. And suddenly we know about aliens. Yeah, and everybody's like, what? Cue the History old- Channel meme. I think it was, did he have those rings when he was still a human, or did he just get the rings when he turned back blue? I think he uh-huh. was, he got the rings when he turned human. Considering when they uh, went through the whole uh, programming thing and making them look human, you know, they were stripped down. I'm pretty sure that all the clothes that they have and accessories are just what they had when they were human. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that happens. And it's like, surprise. Um, we exist. I, like, I love how they took the little uh, hard drives and were just like, let's let's plug this into computer and see what's 
what this is. Oh, turns out aliens exist. Oh, turns out the dude who owns our record company is an asshole. <laughs> Welp. <laughs> <laughs> in that order. <laughs> in, that, in that exact order. <laughs> ah, Lord of mercy. Uh, so they find the rocket. <laughs> and all of humanity is just like, eh, maybe we should send them back home now. <laughs> Man, so my girl was like, Yo, that's not how any of this would happen. Like, it absolutely all, isn't. Like, humanity would totally take advantage of these musical aliens. And I'm like, all right, yes, but like that was the whole last first part of this story. Yeah. We did that already. Look, our runtime, <laughs> look, our runtime ends in 10 minutes. We got to get through this shit. <laughs> we opened with that. We have to close with optimism. <laughs> And I'm not even going to lie. I feel like nowadays with like the Gen Z's and all that, like, I feel like we would not take advantage of, well, A, we would not let the world know that we had aliens. But if it was a known fact that aliens were indeed being, you know, slaved, basically, as they were, then those aliens would be freer, definitely freer than <laughs> some people. But they would be free in a heartbeat and back on their way with, like, reparations and a cannon to kill Earth because we were sad that we did bad things. I mean, I mean my argument was that it was the French who found the aliens, so maybe true. Yeah, that yeah, makes it's completely difference. over the fact that sorry, I have Superman syndrome where America is the only thing that exists, <laughs> which may or may not be real. <laughs> like, so yes, but the French definitely would. That's uh, probably how I would go in France because Daft Punk is a French duo. But equally, Japan. Like, if we trust Japan to it, they're gonna run them to death like a J-pop group. So <laughs> you know, hey, hey, who who knows. Who knows? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. It'd be very interesting to see, like, "Hmm, yes, but let's do like a, let's do a little social experiment. See what would actually happen. Would they end up in Area 51? Probably. Would they be dissected? (laughs) Yeah. Most definitely. (laughs) But quote unquote, humanity comes together (laughs) with the Qatar spaceship and shoots them the fuck off this planet. We got a couple natural new. Uh, roles on diplomacy here so they got their way <laughs> they got the best timeline they are shipped back to blue man earth and then they have another concert and then <laughs> right back where we, we started <laughs> one more time <laughs> and then we find out that it was all a dream <laughs> presumably maybe maybe that's just merch and some like four-year-old child that shouldn't have a techniques mark like a techniques 1200 mark whatever man i am jealous of this four-year-old and i shouldn't be <laughs> i'm just he's got, a, he's got a vinyl for a live 1997 i'm just trying to figure out why this child has so many choking hazard toys at his age. That's a real... <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like... I'm like, you know what? <laughs> like, I understand, see, but at the same time... See, the answer is he fell asleep in his dad's um, study, and this is just all of his dad's stuff. Or his nice mom's, argument. Or his mom's I don't one of those. It. <laughs> There's a crib. He is sleeping in a crib. Yo, welcome to my four-year-old crib. We got <laughs> Daft Punk merch. <laughs> but like, yeah, no, it was, 
It you was, know what? I'm kind, I'm kind of mad about that. I wasn't mad to begin with, but I'm kind of mad that it was like, okay, and now fuck everything that we just showed you. It's all the dream. You yeah. know, it it has like that. It has the effect. So I watched this anime, and I feel like are are y'all going to watch SSSS Gritman ever? I mean, uh, when it's on the list, yes. <laughs> when you yeah, well. when we put it on the list, okay. Never mind. Then forget everything I was about Good. to say. I hate it for you, brother. But like, yes, whatever you were gonna say, I feel you. I'm glad that I asked though before I just. No, like, for real. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, no, like thanks. the forethought. You're welcome. Yeah. But no, watch SSS Grim, man. It's really freaking good. But like, also, at but least it's like also, the kind of same kind of vibe. What'd you also say? Put what you were going to say in your notes so that when we finally get around to that one. Oh, I, I can't forget this. But we're <laughs> but <laughs> secretly kind of same vibes, maybe from SSSS Gridman. Yes, kind of, no, not really. It was just like a weird. <laughs> it was like a thing that, like, I cannot explain. Weird, very detailed plot point. No, yeah, I cannot explain what I was going to say without spoilers. It's literally like you have I to mean, have are seen. You, hmm? Are you sure that it's not 4S Gridman, though? <laughs> <laughs> what I was going to say was going to ruin 4S Gridman for you. Oh, okay. I see what you're doing. Shut up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, I'm trying to tie it back into, into Stella 4 5, the yeah. Secret Star. You know, maybe it is 4S Gridman. Maybe I'm just. Bro, we need to look into it, man. I don't know. Maybe Clearly. there's no WWWE. Maybe it's just 3E. 3E? No, man. It's no. It's 2E anyway. But anyways, <laughs> um, we're going to add SSSS Gridman to presumably quarter four of either Content Breaker or your typical show of protagonists. But you know what, gentlemen, wrapping up, how was your experience? I enjoyed it. In Estella 4 5. You enjoyed it? Yeah, I did. I, like I said, um, I have a weird thing where it's like, if I can find a waifu in a medium, then I like rock with it. Like I can't find a waifu in everything. I can't. Like that's I tried. Like there's some shows I watch that are absolute garbage duty water. So and what I'm hearing is Stella saved this for you. <laughs> she was a very strong point in it. Like it wasn't like she saved it all, but like I liked how she was like kind of a pivotal focus. Like I really liked her. Like I liked the design of her. I really liked the whole you know, her being separated from the group, like, arc. I guess I can call it an arc since it's, like, literally five minutes out of a, you know, 70-minute medium. Well, I mean, it is an arc, yes. Yeah. Yes. So, her being separated, like her being kind of... Yeah. So, like, I enjoyed her being separated. I liked when she came back. I liked her seeing this dude. And, like, like the whole thing between her and Seb, like, she's like, I never met this man before. But he's, like, you know, has this whole Ethereum... Of me. That was cool. I really liked, you know, the diversity in the group. Like, I liked how there was a representation of kind of like three, four different cultures in the group while they're all yeah, still Yeah, once blue. they were no longer blue. Yeah. You had a variety of people. Yeah. You know, I really rock with that. Um, I really rock with, like, like you said, one of my favorite things was the lack of voice storytelling. I really enjoyed that. Um, I thought that was super cool. I love the same thing I said about Samurai Jack. I love when they do that. Um, I love the Daft Punk cameo. I loved how the human greed is like the big antithesis of this story. 
Um, I thought it was really dope. And I was kind of like, of course, you know, it's a child's dream at the end. Like I've that always bothers me, but at the same time, it's like in some aspects, I'm like, okay, I can see it. Just how you bring it back to realism because of, you know, it just made sense this time. So I'm not super mad at it. Yeah. And I want to hit on some, a couple of things. Um, totally like all of the vibes of the storytelling and the character design, you're kind of a major hero. You've got a great heroine. You've got a romantic and tragic story where we had step die, like hustle his ass off and then go and die. And then like, be the reason they had a spaceship to get home. Like that, that all plays into that like late seventies, early eighties oh, space. Not to mention being shit. saving their asses even after death. Yep. Yep. So like, that's all a vibe of that, that type of storytelling. And it's just so good because it exists, but not totally. Um, Zach, hit me with your opinion. How did you feel about this whole thing? It's, it's very interesting uh, ride. I did enjoy it. Uh, and despite one or two moments that did take me out of it a little bit, it was really easy to get sucked back in. And it was an hour out of my day so, and an enjoyable one at that. So, yeah, no reason not to uh, check it out. Um, the only other thing that I can really like think of to bring up is... <laughs> That li- I don't know what to make of the little kid at the end. If it is, it, if it's like dream or whatever, but I see it as a toy yeah. story kind of thing. It's like it doesn't matter what it where it is, and uh, what matters is the whole ride to go through. Yeah, like I almost don't know if it is a quote unquote dream because yeah. like everything you see exists. Like Daft Punk, the band exists. Yeah. Um, the, the Christian dolls exist cause yeah. there's merch, there's toys of them. Like what's the line? It doesn't really matter yeah. whether it was a dream or not. It, you still experienced it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. I feel it. So, uh, strange. What's your opinion? What's your take? Uh, well, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> <coughs> uh, <coughs> well, I think, uh, Miller's a very, uh, <laughs> no, I, I thought it was a good time. <clears throat> like I said, it was only about an hour. So it, I <clears throat> suggest it if you haven't seen it, um, even if you're not a fan of Daft Punk, this is a very interesting piece of media to watch. I liked the colors and, you know, the story and everything and nothing really took me out of it. Um, <clears throat> I just kind of sat back, enjoyed the ride on the flying space guitar. And that was about it for me. Nothing, nothing really too deep. Did she enjoy yeah, the too. space guitar more than the magic carpet ride? That was a magic carpet ride? Uh, it's a joke. <laughs> it's a yeah, joke. It's a ride. <laughs> the flying <laughs> space guitar. <laughs> Dude. I, I, I was, I have right through, I was like, I need to be high for this. But anyways, <laughs> um, no, I, I totally feel like agree I'm, with I feel uh, like I'm watching a yellow submarine all over again. I need to be high. I ain't gonna lie. I was like, this would be a crazy acid trip if I did acid. <laughs> <laughs> but no, totally, gentlemen. I agree with all of your points. Um, this is such a weird event in like 
anime and music history. It's like the the strangest intersection between music and movies and cultures that is important in its existence. Like I remember seeing some of this music video on MTV and not knowing what the fuck was going on. I just remember blue dudes singing music on MTV <laughs> and that was good enough. And to come back and witness an entire album of this shit, it makes such a difference in my like life. Yeah. And I'm glad it exists. Because the one that you always see is One More Time, which is the mu- this was the music video for like One More Time was the actual Kai, part of the movie. The secret is all of these tracks that are released as singles. Mm-hmm. This is the music video. I know. I'm just saying, like one more time, was like everywhere yeah, growing up. Like album. totally. Like all totally. the this album was good, but one more time was the single, and that was the one that you saw on MTV. That was the one you saw yep. on like um, what else did we have? Like 106 and VH1. Park? Yeah, VH1. Like freaking yep. um, AOL, AOL, like Messenger, like LimeWire, um, <laughs> all that. Stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Back in 2003. Yeah, this was the shit. And one more time, I think it's like their most like streamed song or their most popular one. I think either that or get lucky. I don't know. It's like a toss up. I don't know. And that right there is such a wild span of time. That's almost give or take twenty years. years. Yeah, no, that's about twenty years. Yeah, Yeah. between um, random access memories and discovery. But you know what, Daft Punk. Rest in peace, the group. Yeah, both of them are still alive, but they're they're calling it quits for the time being. Yeah, they've got tendon. Um, uh, one of them has tendonitis. Is that what's called? Which it? is which, which is tragic. Yeah, yeah. Um, Constant ringing. Which is, yep. I mean, because imagine living uh, in the club. Tendonitis. And yeah, tendonitis. Tendonitis. Yeah. 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 Where where you have ringing in your ears, like you are a musician, and to have that because you played your music too loud for too many years. Um, really fucks your life up. Yeah. But everything that, in my mind, everything that Daft Punk has put out is wonderful. And to have an anime that's attached to it because it's just the weird serendipity of life, um, <laughs> I think it's great. I agree. But uh, that's a wrap on Interstellar 4-5, The Secret Star System. Thank you, Daft Punk. Here Hey, thank you, Daffo. Here on Content Breaker. You can catch Content Breaker on all your podcatchers. We're talking Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Podcast, which is, of course, always blown up. Pew, 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 pew. On, on Content Breaker. We're talking Content Breaker. Or on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Content Breaker as well. Gentlemen, y'all have shit y'all want to plug to. Yes. You can find Strange at Strangely Entertaining um, on the Twitter <laughs> oh. and on the YouTube. <laughs> What is he? Because he's cool. Wait, hold up. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> I wanted to switch it up. I was hoping Strange would pick up and do mine, but he was like, what? What's happening? Well, we didn't prepare for this. So <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. Strangely, hey, inter- hey, um, it's improv. strangely entertaining. Yes, and it's improv. Go. <laughs> Always be prepared. Static at the Static Dreads on the Twitterverse. He is out there and content breaker and stuff. What's the Z? Wow, you suck. 
<laughs> also, um, <laughs> your typical shonen protagonist, Kai and Kel, do our anime-only podcast, oh, um, in which we, last week we talked about Boruto, tragically. So uh, check it out. <laughs> yeah. um, of course, Zog, tell us what we are talking about here on Content Breaker next week. Well, as summer comes to an end, we're going to be talking about a sweet little little summer flower. Join sweet. us next week for Anohana. Sweet little what? <laughs> it's all okay. Um, I don't know anything about it, but I'm scared. It made me cry. I'm afraid as well. <laughs> I'm already crying. Oh. Here on Content Breaker. See y'all next week. <laughs>